Blog Talk Radio. NYPN Radio live here on Block Talk. It's Kyle Broadcasting Live West Philadelphia. Thank you if you're joining joining me live as has happened today. I appreciate it. Um, and if you are, happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Um, even those who are single like me, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, got a lot to get into, and I'm still um, it's a lot, a lot more than I expected. A lot more things have happened. Then I want to go over, uh, and of course, uh, we are in the middle of the, our, the first ever uh, Spotlight Playlist, which is the city of Philadelphia, as I call it, the town of Philadelphia, Volume 1, because it's so much, so, so, so much talent coming from the city. I couldn't fit it into the first playlist, so it have to be a Volume 1, and Volume 2 will be somewhere down the line. I don't know when, but there will be a Volume 2. Um, so if I miss certain people, certain artists or whatever, or uh, writers, producers, please forgive me. Um, this is just so much. I had to pick and choose. It's a hard decision. I thought a little bit. I thought it'd be a little bit more easier than that, but it's a little harder. So even for one artist, I had to kind of forget. I had to kind of pick certain songs, um, and albums, and it's a lot. So, Sound Philadelphia Volume Two, uh, somewhere down the line. Somewhere down the line, maybe later on this year or something. I don't know exactly, uh, but like I said, I didn't like forget. It was just, it was just. I had to make a decision and kind of cut things in half and kind of shrink the list because I would have went on for it. This has been a more than two hour show, and I couldn't have been talking. It was like going three to four or five hours, it, like beyond that possibly, um, be, because how long how long it was and is and so forth. There's that, but don't forget next month. In the month of March um, is Women's History Month. And with Women's History Month, we have an all-female playlist. Um, so if all-female playlist, excuse me, playlist, easy for me to say, all-female, all, like from all genres, past and present, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be hip-hop, R&B, rock, uh, jazz, country, whatever. But it's dedicated uh, to women. It's Women's History Month in March, so we got an all-female playlist. Uh, they're going for April and May and so forth. We go back to our standard playlist and uh, a couple of surprises outside of that with the show as we go into the summertime. I pretty much almost have the whole uh, the whole 20, 2021 season mapped out in terms of everything. So everything's kind of just falling into place. We should be in for a lot of fun for this season in NYPA and Tim Radio going into our 11th season in the month of September. So 
Middle spotlight playlist, like I said, volume one. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of songs I didn't get a chance to play last week. So I got some this week we're going to play. Um, and then, like I said, going forward in the month of March, man, all-female playlist, Women's History Month. Looking forward to that. Now, with that being said, get us just some topics. And just announced a few, uh, I think a month, maybe, maybe a month or so ago, um, on this show, we dis- we end up dis- we were discussing um, my man Dave Chappelle on his show. Well, the the brilliant, oh, yeah. comedian, brilliant businessman that he, <laughs> the brilliant comedian businessman that he is, it all worked. It worked mm-hmm. out. Uh, Dave Chappelle announced the Chappelle show is returning to Netflix in a in a new clip he posted. Dave Chappelle coming back on Netflix um, with the blessing of his creator as of February. 12th, which is two days ago, Chappelle made the announcement at the end, end of a clip from a performance he did at Stubbs Barbecue in Austin, Texas, and he thanked Netflix head Ted Sarandos for removing the show at his request back in November. HBO Max soon followed suit and pulled the popular comedy series. In the new two-minute clip, which is titled Remedition uh, uh, Song, Chappelle recapped his issues with Comedy Central it said that he was able to renegotiate his deal with the channel's owner, Viacom CBS, after calling for a boycott of all, of the series. The committee also thanked Viacom CBS Chris McCarthy for quote making the past right. Quote: I never asked Comedy Central for anything. If you remember, I said quote I'm going to I'm going to my real boss, and I came to you because I know where my power lies. Chappelle said, I asked you to stop watching the show. And thank God Almighty for you, you did. You made that show worthless because without your eyes, it's nothing. And when you stopped watching it, they called me. And I got my name back, and I got my license back, and I got my show back. They paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. Chappelle closed out the clip by saying, Finally, after all these years, I can finally say to Comedy Central, it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Chappelle previously pointed out that he received no compensation when, when the series was streamed due to an agreement he signed with Viacom, an 18-minute long clip he posted to Instagram in late November 2020, that will no longer be the case. They, Viacom, didn't have, didn't have to pay me because I signed the contract, Chappelle said back in November. But is that right? I found out that these people were streaming my work, and they never had to ask me or they, had, or they never had to have to tell me. Perfectly legal because I signed the contract. But is that right? Um, Chappelle also talked about getting and getting and recovering from COVID-19, um, the, the January 6th attack on the Capitol, cabinet, and more. I looked at a little bit of the Instagram uh, clip, but it's real deep in terms of after that. But he did it. It worked. People listened. We all listened. And uh, he got his redemption. He got his money. And the show is his. I'm happy. That's where it's supposed to be. And it worked. Mm-hmm. That, that was a very that was a very smart move. That was a powerful move. And it happened less than what three months ago when he started this. That yeah. was only in November. We're in February, and he he came in and he just he asked people, and everyone listened, and he got his money and his back were you know back to normal. Uh, that's his show. He got paid for it. So wherever you see it. Whether it's Netflix, HBO, Max, whether it's on the Pluto Network, Comedy Central, 
it's legally his name. He got money for it. That's his show. And um, that, wow. Uh, if, if someone tells you that your voice doesn't matter, and especially if you're a minority in the industry or in general, it does. Because he, he got he got stroke. Chappelle got stroke. There's no way in the world could this man have any stroke. Uh, people genuinely appreciate this man, respect him, and it worked. It clearly worked. He got what he wanted, and that was his, his name back, his money, respect, and the whole nine. Didn't see that coming. I ain't quite frank. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. I thought it was going to be a while. I thought it was going to be a big back-and-forth type thing. I didn't see that coming to happen too quickly, and I, I'm proud of him. You know, I, I'm happy for him. Um, he definitely deserved this. Um, you know, I didn't think that this was going to happen as soon as, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't think that they were going to give in at all. You know, that's just my opinion on it. I didn't think they was going to give in at all, you know, even despite that, you know, he asked for people not to watch it. I just assumed that, you know what, nobody watch it. They're just going to take it off and, you know, it's just going to be shelf. But for him to get it back, and that, that I was actually, when I saw it on social media today and I looked at it, I was actually surprised, and I was, you know, happy for this guy here. Like, you know, he's going to bring it back, um, which I'm excited to see once he bring it back for Netflix. Uh, we'll be excited to to see it again, you know, because I was a fan of the Chappelle show. Uh, still am, even though there's some reruns that they were showing. But um, I listened when he asked not to watch it, so I stopped watching it, um, as well as many other people um, stopped watching it, you know. He is a businessman. He knew what he did and um, what he was doing, and it worked out for him at, at, at the end. So, you know, I applaud him. Uh, yeah, it, it was it, it, it worked. He went to the, he went to as he said the real bosses, which is the fans, and um, <laughs> apparently we listened. You know, uh, and, and on top of the night is that. Netflix, listen, the people at Netflix, we can't just say this to people, but the executives at Netflix who took it down, uh, HBO Max, who didn't have to, took it down. Um, like Alonzo and I said, they, this, he had to, in my opinion, it's not going to come up yet, had to work out a deal. Because there's no way in the world, in my opinion, a business, a, a billion-dollar business is going to take it off because that's losing revenue. Because people will literally, for that streaming service alone, just just to watch the Chappelle show with order, just to see that ongoing as many times they want to. So to take that off, mm-hmm. that's, that's cutting into their revenue of people who just like, I want to see Chappelle anytime I want to. So he took it off. So right. I'm sure there's a bit of a, a deal there where he was like, listen, I'll do X, Y, Z with your streaming service and the same thing, HBO Max or whatever. Whatever I have, the exclusive content, you know, this, that, and the other. And they listened to him. And they probably worked out a deal on the, on the backslide, like, oh, I got you. And out of respect for him and trust his talent and whatever, and then then comes the people, then comes his audience, the people that listen, and it all fell into place for him, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it, it can happen, you know what I mean? Just, just it, it says a lot about the character of the person and who he is in the industry in general. How many people sure. um, they like this dude? You know what I mean? Chappelle brings the truth. You know he's no bullshitter, and. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. One, I think one of, if not the best comedian of this era right now, 
and one of the best of all mm-hmm. time, just for a lot of many reasons. Um, so he did his thing. He got he got that money. So that money he left on the table many many years ago. He got back. How crazy is that? The fifty mil yep. he left on the table. He ended up getting that that back and probably invent some. That is crazy. Uh-huh. Unheard of. He's a smart so, man. He's a smart he's a man. Smart man. A smart, a smart man. man. And those who are out of the loop, who's under the rock for the past, what, maybe 16, 17 years or so, uh, back in, what, 05, I think? Comedy Central offered Dave Chappelle $50 million. Uh, He walked away from the show for personal reasons. He didn't like what was going on. It's a whole other story. But a lot of people, and even we did at the time because our show was on the air, we kind of like, ah, man, he left $50 million on the table. I never left $50 million. Oh, my God, what's wrong with him? We we even we scoffed, we made fun of the whole nine. Well, yeah. Laugh at us now because he got he got his money <laughs> back years later. So egg on our face, we like, oh shit, damn. He got it back like that and then some. So I'm sure this wasn't just a fifty mil, I'm probably you got that and then some. So God damn, Chappelle. <laughs> Shit, even Steven, like it, it worked it worked out. That was probably the best decision he made. And he knew what he was doing at that time. We thought, I'm saying we, we included because we did, we made fun of him on the show about leaving yeah, 50 did. million on the table. We thought we like, did. oh, he like, damn, what the hell is wrong with him? How could you give up all this all this time you worked to get to this point? Now anybody get fifty, you walk away. Well, that move he made, that chess move he made. Worked out, and he got that money. Ended up getting that money for anyway down the line. Uh, you know show. what? With that being said, I'm gonna give him a, an applause. <laughs> the show, the name, everything, like, yeah, and it's just, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's very uh, smart businessman. Very smart businessman. Uh, yeah. Wow. That is crazy. Um, I don't know where to go. I'm going to go with you next. What else you want to get into? And I'm going to come back to something. What else you want to get into? Yeah, well, I'm sure that you heard um, with this Takashi 6ix9ine and Meek Mill altercation, uh, almost, you know, well, verbal altercation that almost landed into, you know, possible fifths fight. Um, no, that's what I'm hearing about. Well, it looked- yeah, as a verbal occasion went down uh, with Meek Mill and Takashi Six Nine. Meek Mill claims he was waiting um, on his um, valet when suddenly Takashi jumps out of a car and runs up on him, talking shit. Um, Meek Mill claimed he spit on Takashi, resulting in a viral video scene shown, and there was a viral video on this. So. You know, for those who want to see it, it's, it's all over social media now. Um, of course, Meek Mill, you know, they, they the two of them going back and forth. Of course, um, Takashi got to create this huge scene. Like he's trying to run up on Meek Mill like he's ready to really, you know, pound on him. And Meek is calm. <laughs> he's standing over there, and he's saying things. And, you know, Takashi trying to over-talk him by what that yelling he does. And and that yelling is also into his music. He yells a lot in his music. Um, you know, he's trying to discredit um, Meek Mill by saying that, you know, he's there with all these um, bodyguards, and he started um, accusing them of having cops as his bodyguards. 
and he's saying that he's there by himself. You know, I'm I'm here by myself, and you know, he's he's acting a fool um, out there. Now, if Meek really wanted to do something to this dude, he would have done it a long time ago, a long time ago, and 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 and, and quiet this dude down. But this dude was just putting on the show um, in in that video, and you need to check out the video and see the whole altercation that went down. He was putting on the show. You know, um, Takashi is a fool. My advice to Meek, don't even, you know, waste your time with this dude. You know, you don't need to, you know, get into an altercation with this dude and end up being incarcerated for this um, idiot. This dude is going to end up back in jail, back in prison. I'm almost guaranteed he's going to end up um, back in prison because he just can't seem to keep himself out of the media, you know, going out there and create something. If he don't end up back in prison, God forbid, you know, the people that are after him is, is going to catch up to him. It's going to catch up to him. I'm not wishing no ill will on him, you know, as far as death on him, but he just can't stay low and can't keep out of the, you know, the media. So Meek Mill, don't need to get yourself involved in that. Continue making your money, your music, and let this fool, you know, continue to bury himself, um, you know, deeper into the dirt. He's a fool, Takashi. Takashi um, is about controversy, and it does create cash for him, believe it or not, unfortunately. And, it, and I, I, like I said, first I'm hearing about it. But knowing after I was watching a documentary a couple of months ago on Takashi, on how he sinks and, and, and everything, or how he got to this point, it's all about shock and awe. It's about tongues wagging and all that stuff. But he doesn't realize when you go after certain people, um, mainly someone like Meek Mill, um, you're going to cause a disruption that you can't control or can't stop. Right. And. If this is and possibly is a ploy, again, he's he's about shock and awe. And I can't think of the documentary, and then maybe Aaron soon somewhere, but I seen it on Hulu. It, it was deep, and I'm not. I was just, I was just kind of interested. I'm like, I wonder what's like, what's, what's up with this? I want to know his background. And it's real deep about how he just was just about getting attention, and he's getting the he's getting the attention he wants, and and and, and it's the wrong attention, quite frankly, and. Um, He's a he's, he's no pun intended. When I say a clown. He's a clown ass dude. Where I agree, um, it, not to, you know I agree. Whether it's Meek or anyone else, don't even you don't need to go go back and forth with with some, with some asshole who's just wants attention. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Let it go. Leave him alone. Walk away because it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. Overall, you don't want, you don't need to get in trouble or cause a problem. Over someone who just is an asshole, you know what I mean? So right, excuse me. Right, he don't he don't need to so. do that because, you know, first off, Meek he has a lot of goons out there, and and even though he may not tell them to do anything, but they just may do something anyway to this dude, and and Meek get the blame for it. That's why I say you know what, right. he shouldn't even get into this altercation and just stay away from all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, just you know, be the bigger person. Uh, avoid him on social media. He's gonna try to attempt um, uh, to you know instigate some instigate some shit with you. Uh, he's just like you know he, he's not worth it. You got bigger things to look forward to. 
uh, bigger things to focus on than some than some you know some Joker reject who who's going around trying to cause chaos because that's what he does. Um, and what's interesting, which is which is very interesting, and I, one thing I took from that documentary about Takashi Six Nine, quite frankly, the guy is actually really smart, but he's using it in the wrong way. I didn't tell him, right. like, the way, the, the stuff he came up with, like, yeah, that shit is creative, but he's doing it excessively, and he's doing too, and he's just doing it the wrong way, but he's smart as hell. Like, I I really, I was, I was like, yeah, he's not, not a dumb cat. It's the things he's doing is just he, it's too excessive. He's just doing too much. And he, I don't mm-hmm. know, it, like I said, it's just, that's one thing, another frustrating thing. He's an idiot because he's in all that talent and, and, and intelligence he has. Cause I was listening to some of the stuff he, he did have. I listened to some of the rhymes on the documentary, but early on I was like, "That's not bad." The the process of how he came up with things, it's not too bad. But he's just doing it the wrong way. He's just everything. He's just doing it the wrong way. And and like I said, I get kind of you know, um, um, you know, you you want to be controversial and all that. You can be, you can do that without being too aggressive with it or or, just, or over the top with it. So. Meek, just walk away. Leave that shit alone. Just, just let that go. Just yeah. let it go. Yeah, walk away. You don't, to, you don't need to. Well, yeah, you don't need to walk into that at all. It's just, it's not, not worth it at all. Um, Mary Wilson, co-founder of the Supremes, uh, dies at the age of seventy-six. Vocalist Mary Wilson, who founded the Supremes as a fifteen-year-old in Detroit housing project, and stayed with the label, with the fable hit-making. Uh, Motown Records trio until his dis, uh, dis, uh, dissolvement in 1977 died on Monday night uh, at the yeah. age of 76 in her home in Las Vegas. Wilson, longtime publicist Jay Schwartz, reported that she died suddenly. Circumstances of her death wouldn't, uh, were not immediately revealed. Funeral services will be private because of COVID, uh, um, where there will be a public memorial later this year. Cole, I was extremely shocked and sad to hear of the passing of a major member of the Motown family, Mary Wilson of the Supremes, said Barry Gordy in a statement Monday night. The Supremes were all always known as the sweethearts of Motown. Mary, along with Dan Ross and Flores Ballard, came to Motown in the early 1960s after an unprecedented string of number one hits, television, and nightclub bookings. They opened the open doors for themselves the other Motown acts, and many, many others. I was always proud of Mary. She was quite a star in her own right, and over the years continued to work hard to boost the legacy of the Supremes. Mary Wilson was extremely special to me. She was a trailblazer, a diva, and will be deeply missed. Just two days prior to her death, Wilson put up a video on her YouTube channel announcing that she was working with Universal Music on releasing solo material, including an unreleased album, Red Hot, she recorded in the 1970s to producer Gus Dungio. Quote, hopefully some of that will be out on my birthday, March 6th, she said in the video. She also promised upcoming interviews she had done about the Supremes' experiences with segregation that she said were forthcoming in honor of Black History Month. Wilson had been highly visible in 1929, or 1929, <laughs> in 2019 when she appeared on the 20th season of Dancing with the Stars and released Supreme Glamour, her fourth book. Wilson, <laughs> I was laughing at that too. Wilson had been preparing, the 1929, y'all, that's what I'm laughing in my head. Uh, Wilson had been preparing to spend 
some of the year joining the celebration, the 60th anniversary of the Supremes. So the most iconic female singing trio of all time. Those are Media Wayne yes. at, at the late hour to pay homage to Wilson Range from Questlove to, to Kiss Paul Kiss Paul Simon, uh, Paul Stanley, excuse me. Uh, OMG, Mary Wilson Supremes had died suddenly, tweeted Stanley. Uh, oh, I was just on a Zoom call with her Wednesday for about an hour. Never could have imagined this. So full of life and great stories. Absolutely shocked. Rest in peace, Mary. Um, with the lead vocalist Anna Ross and founding member Florence Ballard, and with Ballard replacement Cindy Birdsong, Wilson appeared on all 12 of the Supremes' number one pop hits from 64 to 69. During that period, the act was the biggest Motown vocal group thanks to their silky sound, charted at the total of 16 top, 10 top singles, and 19 10 R&B 45, six of them chart toppers. Um, if Ross if Ross became renowned as the group's international superstar, and Bala, who died prematurely at the age of 32 in 1976, came to be um, memorialized as its tragic figure, Wilson was its steady, ominous presence and outspoken driving force, though many view her as little more than a supplier of the backup hooks that supported Ross's lead work. Um, and it goes on and on because she has a hell of a career. Yeah. If, y'all, if y'all don't know, if y'all don't know, you know, go on your Google machines, go to YouTube, and listen to some Supremes. Because I tell you what, with all that being said, and what I said earlier in the show, next month is Women's History Month. And what we do, all female playlists. And I, the irony was, Supremes crossed my mind when I started putting the list together ahead of time. I started putting this list together in January after I came up with the, the February one. And I had the Supremes on the list. I was like, I should put the Supremes on there. Well, it definitely will be. Um, there's a lot of songs. And it's Motown, it's Motown, baby. Like, Supremes, if you see any movie, any commercial, they got some type of hook from Supremes, a reference to Supremes or whatever. Um, legend, icon, grew up listening to them, everything, though. I know, I know. Um, I, I definitely grew up on the Supremes, and, um, you know, we're losing a lot of, um, you know, legends, uh, icons. We're losing a lot of them. Um, you know, I know they're all up there in age and all that, and, you know, everybody has to go at some point, but, you know, it's like it's the Supremes, you know, Mary Wilson. <laughs> it's like when you hear the Supremes, there's only two people who are, you know, really recognized on the Supreme, that's Diana Ross and Mary Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I know the other third party is there, um, but I can't remember her name for some reason. <laughs> I can't remember the name, but either Florence Ballard or Sidney Bird song. Florence Ballard was there with, yeah. when they was all teenagers up to a certain point. The Cindy Bird song took over when Florence stepped off. Right. And that's, that's what it is. But it's yeah. like those two names that sticks to me is, is Mary and, and, and Diana. But, um, yeah, she'll truly be missing. I wish I had a scene, um, you know, the reunion you know, with um, all three members, you know, um, performing. That would have been, like, really nice. It would have been really iconic, you know, to see, you know, those three perform one last time. To, to, to get the idea about how the Supremes were, watch Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls, no matter what yeah. anyone says, is about the Supremes. 
You get the idea. The same thing happened with Supremes is very similar to Dreamgirls. Watch the movie Dreamgirls, which is not bad, not bad of a film, by the way. That gives you an idea of what exactly kind of happened with the Supremes. So there you go right there. Um, the, 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 the more real sad thing is everyone's saying two days prior, she looked, she was a picture of perfect health. She was talking, she was vibrant, right. blah, 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 the whole nine, and then this came out of nowhere, and no one knows really the cause. They're saying it's not COVID, something. It just came out of nowhere where people would just talked to her literally two days ago. I just said Paul Stanley of the rock band Kiss was on a Zoom call with her, and he didn't have to talk in, and she, looking, she looks great and, and, and full of energy, and then two days later, she passed away. So that's the shocking thing was yeah. there's no there's no uh, traces of her Natural being sick or maybe. ill or nothing like that. Don't anything. It's just right. like she's putting up videos. She looks great. They showed one the day she passed away on Monday, and oh, she does look great. She looked like she got her wits about her, and she was just excited yeah. about this year and what's prepared and, and what I mentioned about uh, mentioned about her album that she's releasing the March six from. That never was back in, in the seventies and a lot of other stuff. So um, sad, surprising ending. Um, Seventy six to me, I think is still young. It's all about how you feel, and um, mm-hmm. you know, a legend, an icon in her own right, but one of the best female phenomenons in history. That group, the super group, right there, that started it all. That kicked the doors open for everything after that. Um, definitely be, we'll pay our own little dedication to them next month on the all-female playlist in the month of March. So, Mary Wilson, right. Dan Raw, Supremes, Florence Ballard, Sidney Birdsong. Great music, great music. Speaking of which, we're going to get into some music here and we'll come back. Uh, I got some more stuff to get into on Bow Wow and uh, his decision after music and what he's going to do with his career uh, and a whole lot more. Around NYPA Entertainment Radio. Flip. Yeah. 
Yo, you haven't heard a word about the flow Flowishism, flowetry, uh, it's flowetic Once you have heard it, you'll have to get it So you can sing it, or you can play it You can play it, yeah, you can play it You let your body
Play on 
to do. You know what? This is all a buffoonery. All a buffoonery. And I'm laughing hard on this. Yeah, he's 5'7 and all, but he's not bulked up enough to be in the ring to be able to do the things that some of these people some of these people do. Do he also understand that, yes, of course this is entertainment. They all rehearse this before they get into the ring. But there comes a time when some of them actually really do get hurt up in there, in that ring. So he understands that there's a possibility that he can seriously get himself injured in that ring. Bow Wow is like five seven, maybe a buck ten. If <laughs> that a buck ten, you're gonna have to do some serious bulking because I, I it will be kind of it will be very hard to believe a dude. You know, I'm not even gonna go by the height anymore, but his 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 stature, his his size, you know, small frame, I should say. Get up there and, and 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 body slam somebody that's three three and 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 more, three hundred pounds and more. That could be high, kind of hard uh, and uh, you know believable to see that you know happening up in there and he's winning matches against these bigger and much muscular, stronger dudes up in there. Not to say that it can happen, you know, in, in real life. You get a nice good punch in there and all that, but you know, in the ring like that and you body slamming and doing all these. I don't see it, you know. And again, I know it's entertainment and it's and it's not real. And but they do get hurt in the ring from time to time. And to see Bow Wow talking about going into the ring to pursue his dream, you know what? That's what you want. Go ahead. But nobody's going to take you serious in this. And it's going to be a short-lived one for him. He's probably going to go in there for that one or two, three times, and then he's done after he feel that. The, the, the soreness, the you know, the injuries that he's going to sustain from this. I mean, now, as far as the album, <laughs> you know, who was really listening to him? I'm just saying, who was really listening to him? After he grew up from that little kitty thing, you know, and all the little kids was, you know, buying his album was flocking to him, as he became an adult and tried to do the gangster thing, and nobody really took him serious as a gangster thing because he never grew up that way. So who's really going to buy his album? Probably uh, nobody. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot to unpack here with that. Uh, believe it or not, he has. I never was a Bow Wow fan. I never followed him. Um, but no. He has. He, he still has fans to this day that apparently do listen to his album and follow him. Especially now he's, you know, reality TV and all that stuff. He, he does have followers. He has people that literally <laughs> are hardcore Bow Wow fans. Um, in terms of the the whole wrestling WWE thing, yeah, there's a lot of training has to go into that. Your body, the pain that these men and women go through on a nightly basis and the, what they put their body through, it's, it's phenomenal. There's a lot of training that goes into that. Um, it's one of the most, I think they're probably the best athletes ever because they do it. There's no there's no seasons off. There's not, every night you have to do it, whether it's on TV or not, when you could travel and do house shows. They, the stuff that they do, they put their bodies in. It's not easy to do. So he would have to definitely train. He would have to put some meat on his bones. Well, he, I mean, he got me. He actually heavier than he once was. So he's not really that. He's not skinny like that. He's actually kind of heavy. So he might have to, like, train and get in a better shape. And and he, right now, he's what, in his 30s. So he's kind of late to the game, quite frankly. Um, 
but he would have to go. He, it's a lot of wait a minute, though. There's a lot of training he has to go through. And if he's willing to go through all that and the ridicule of who he is and, and the ridicule of who he is and what he's trying to do, then by all means, go for it. Um, you know, like I said, it was kind of interesting. I don't think, I I don't think he will. I think what's going to happen, he might just do like a pop up one time, and that's it. I don't think it's like a career thing or mm-hmm. going on the road and, and doing all that stuff. I think it's something that probably set up down the line would have celebrities come in and do stuff like they're doing with uh, Bad Bunny currently and eventually her Carly Cardi B. So, or Shaq or Snoop, whatever. I don't think it's a, a, a whole big thing. I think it might be like one of the celebrity things that come in, which I think cheapens, mm-hmm. cheapens the mm-hmm. sport, in my opinion. I think that's going to happen. But in terms of going full-blown, I don't see that happening. It's too much. It's too much. You got to go put into doing it. Too much time and dedication, and and it's just right now. I don't think he has that. I don't think he has that focus or that drive. I think he's talking outside of his net. And like I said, he'll do a pop up. Maybe do one train for one match, one match on a WrestleMania or something. Or if maybe Stereo is a tag team, and that's it. He's not going to do it again. I don't see him do that's it. That's as far as he's going to go. If he makes it that far. If he makes it that far. If so he makes we'll find it. out. If he makes it. I don't know. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see I, I, just so. see, I, I just see the code from the article that looked like he seriously wanted to jump into this thing. You know, um, I, I hope that it's just all talk right now. Because um, to see him getting up in the picture – Bow Wow against John Cena. <laughs> Picture that. Who's going to really take that serious? I'm not going to take it serious. I mean, I, again, I know that this is pure entertainment, but who's actually going to really take that serious? I say, Bow Wow, well, stick to your acting. If you want to get to your acting, stick to your acting. Your music, if you want to stick to your music, stick to your music. You can ghostwrite for other people or get out there and perform, but... This WWE thing, leave it alone. Uh, yeah, I don't think that, yeah, bro, I don't even see any wrestlers anymore. But yeah, by the way, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I think I think it's it's leading to one thing. I don't think it's a career thing. Of course, you you, you got to make it sound serious. Obviously, that he's going to go full blown. I don't think he's dedicated enough. He might do one thing. I think one. I see him doing one match just to get out of the system, like one celebrity thing. I swear, to God, I think one, and then that's going to be it. So we'll find out six to twelve months from now if this happens. I think he'll do one and done. That's it. That's just going to be like Shaq is doing currently in <laughs> AEW. He's going to do one and done. Snoop did something. One and done. It'll be one and done. It's not going to be an ongoing thing. We'll find out six to twelve months from now how all this turns out. Uh, speaking of mockery of sports and entertainment, Lamar Odom tra- uh, talks trash to Aaron Carter's face. Says getting knocked out. Come June 12th. I don't know if you know about this. I came across this one. Um, former LA Lakers two-time champion Lamar Odom has some fighting words for, I don't know, since when Aaron Carter became a rapper, ahead of the June 12th bout. They know they're going to fight. The two are partaking in a celebrity boxing match at the Showboat Casino in Atlantic City on June 12th. Odom, 41, stands at six six foot ten and last played basketball in 2012 and 2013. In that season, which he averaged only four points per game and 19.7 minutes per game. During his NBA career, Odom knew that he boxed 
So he has experience despite not having an official fight on his record. Quote, I've always boxed in my best years with the Lakers. I use boxing for training. And so for me to go and show what I've learned on my on my man's face, this is like retribution for Nate Robinson, Odom said. This is going to be easy work. Odom is the next NBA player to take the ring after Robinson was knocked out by YouTube star Jake Paul on November 28th. This time, the NBA player has a clear height advantage, uh, 6'10", will face Carter, um, which is uh, 6 feet. Robinson was 5'9", while Paul was 6'1". Nevertheless, Carter, Aaron Carter, he's 33 years old, believes he will win the fight. He said, I know I could beat Lamar come June 12th. Like I said, Apollo Creed said, I'm going to drop you like a bad habit, and I mean that. Regardless of the outcome, Odom said that he hopes to hang out with Carter in Atlantic City. So if we're going to be in Atlantic City in the summertime, it'll be hot. We'll hang out, maybe even drink a little, maybe gamble a little bit. I didn't know this was happening. I had no idea. This I didn't know anything. This caught my eye. This is the first I'm hearing about this. And, and I'm like, I said, what the hell is going on? Cocaine is a hell of a Celebrity. drug. Uh, yeah, I mean, both of them taking it. So it's a celebrity boxing in <laughs> June 12th in Atlantic, in Atlantic City. Now, you know what? Was this, was this, this is what it's supposed to be. And what I mean by that, it's a celebrity boxing thing. Two celebrities who never really boxed before. Two celebrities right. who take it as what it is for fun. Not like a big, like, like on a pay-per-view where you, where there's actual boxing taking, you know, taking place. This is like celebrities, like all right, we do a celebrity type thing. I I let that slide. That's fine. But when you go in and thinking you really are a boxer fighting on a on a pay per view that in a slot that should have been for actual boxers that was taken away from yep. actual boxers who were who should have been in that slot right there. You take it away because of your name and your stature and where you at in, in, in the industry. You know that's that's a mockery. This is more than fun. This is like ah, oh, I see what y'all doing. Ha 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 ha. Have fun. Knock yourselves out. Literally knock yourselves out. And let's see what happens. And that's it. This is this this is fine. What do you think? Um, I don't want to see it. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think is a is is a mockery. You know. Um, that's just my opinion on that. You know, Lamar saying that he took up boxing. You know, he wants to fight this cat on Carter. Um, I'm not interested in it. And you know what? If this is what they want to do, then by all means, go ahead and knock yourselves out and all that. But, you know, there's not nothing that I will pay for to go see. Mm-hmm. You know, if they happen to show it on YouTube, I'll watch it on YouTube. But there's nothing that I will go and pay and see. I'm not interested. I wouldn't even watch it on YouTube. I don't care if it's performing in my own apartment. I would not pay attention to it. They just, it's just, I like to, I actually would like to know what else is on the card for that celebrity thing. Um, I hope, I think as we get closer to find out, because I like to laugh at it and find out who else is attempting to jump into the ring in general just to box for cash, because that's what it is, to box for cash. Um, you, look, you know, I get it. You got to make a living. You got to get some money. Well, you know, I get that still, but. You know, what do you want to do, right? Whatever. Yeah, so. Find we'll other see. business so to get money. Into... Um, 
Yeah, that's it. So, you know, so dude, that's what's crazy. Yeah. Well, for all those who are house hunting out there, um, who's looking for that nice, perfect home, perhaps maybe a mansion, maybe you can get one now at a reasonable rate. Um, one of Nellie's Missouri mansion has been listed at a steal. As pointed out by TMZ, the 46-year-old rapper has placed his St. Louis uh, area property on the market for $599,000. That is a steal, um, according to real estate listing. Um, the wildlife home is located near um, the Merrimack um, uh, Mer- uh, River. Uh, I guess I'm saying that right, and features six bedrooms, seven bathrooms, a sky-high ceiling, a recreational area, and a private basketball court. The property reportedly sits on 12 acres of land, um, is just minutes away from the Hidden Valley Ski Resorts in um, Eureka. Um, That is a steal. (laughs) TMZ reports Nelly bought the home nearly two decades decades ago um, with the intention of Flipping it, it's unclear what uh, what work, if any, has been done in, of the property since the purchase. We had a chance to view this well <clears throat> well known home at the um, Eureka, Missouri area, a few weeks back. It comes to our attention that is just that it just hit the market at a price of approximately 599k, as I said before. Um, you know, for those. Who are looking for that home, that perfect home, and willing to live out there in Missouri um, to get this home? This is a steal. $599,000 for a home with six bedrooms, seven bathrooms, a basketball court, um, entertainment area, 12 acres of land. That's a bargain compared to the prices that you get for a small area of land, um, a house that's you know, here I'm talking about here in New York. <laughs> you know, it actually costs a little bit more just to get a certain home from here, and you don't have 12 acres of land. You're not going to have six um, bedrooms, seven bathrooms. You're not going to have a basketball court in your backyard, 12 acres. You know, it, it's just you know this right here. Those who want it, it's your perfect time to get it. It's on the market. I would love to have this. Yeah, that is a that's a huge steal. It's going to be a huge um, upkeep of it, you know, because I'm sure the property taxes is going to kill you <laughs> and to maintain yeah, the yeah, um, yeah, the ground. But kill you. Yeah, that's something to that. Yeah, something to that. I agree. <laughs> yeah, the upkeep is going to be crazy. Um, it's something to that. It just like, like something that cheap and whatever. Like, hmm, investigate that first for y'all. Uh, before you jump on that, just, just, just look into that. Just look into that. Um, you know what? I will, I'll say this. We're going to play some music when we come back. Um, we got some stuff from Will Smith and uh, Little Uzi Vert. I gotta, we got to talk about that shit. Uh, all that more yeah. going on. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
a girl that's fine. Give her everything that she wants. Go the money so she can flaunt and show that she got Gucci, Louis Vuitton. MCM styles of every kind. Mega design, I'll paint her. This girl, man, you gotta just see her. Sooner or later, she'll be my wife, and that's when she'll live the glamorous life. Party like a leprechaun. I chop rappers up 
up like chicken Szechuan. Set a squad's off like a slave auction. Hey, yo, my Zodiac sign read caution. On stage, I make the seed to an off-on. Yo, my age and algebraic equation. Niggas want some, I hit them with a portion. On the fifth, awesome. Armed at the door, son. The military dice, war quick, war, son. You don't want no more, son. That's for more come. And drag a nigga every avenue to all gun. Y'all all done. Ladies and gentlemen, select a weapon at the gate upon entering the room. Instrumental and spark shit. Them niggas try to talk shit. We hit them like the L60 at the market. South Philly clip a hole into a nigga pocket. Take sneaks, chains, and rings and bracelets. Flip back just like we the therapist. Adrenaline, flip my terrorist. Once again, Why you gotta tell Mickey everything? 
start a fair beginning, alright? Mm-hmm. Cruising down the ab with my homeboy Boo, laying back like Jack Mellow went to the groove. The greatest man alive was told rock in my world. Then I rocked a little harder when I saw this fresh black girl. But hold up, I can't go out like it's nothing. I had to conjure up a cool way to stress. They call me ES, the overlord of the French. I saw you in the dress and I just had to regret. My compliment came through in the clutch. She started to blush, then I knew what was up. Called the next morning, said, what'll it be? Then I end the movie, you're just chilling with me. She said, hey. So I went and got the slimmy. As soon as I opened the door, she said, Jimmy. Like I was a bone and she was fetching She got a cold swallow my one like really Gretchen Then that's a couple weeks of good love of my friend She did the dummy move and started asking for my givers Come around the corner looking funky fresh This new Jack babe started popping a mess Steady tripping Cause I ain't call her last night I kindly pulled her to the side and said Don't take a hike Cause I don't need it girl Too many problems in this world So who wanna hit with your Jerry girl She went to Jefferson's and Lincoln no way, no slump, honey, you think this is President's Day? People start bugging over things like that, honey, you know the time. So don't act funny with my money, I refuse to abuse my savings alone. So if you want some hands, baby, best go with your own. Now I said it was before and I'ma say it again. Let's believe you won't receive no dividends. Michelle, how come every time we argue it always gotta be about money? When I was with Steady B, I had it all. Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Gold, Liz Claiborne, I had it all. Nowadays you got to stay paid It ain't like the old days When you were serenade Take walks with your girl At night in the park And in the shadow She could leave still her heart But the new wave 80s Has everything reversible Instead of walks You drive a Cadillac convertible Two's bound to kill you All you need is one The constantly bug you To get her hair done Everything's in your style She's always got the rocker Like a Super Bowl sack She's tackling your pocket And when you want to chill You find that something Always box it You're looking for your wallet But your girl really got it I tried to put your teeth with my friend, you didn't listen, I should got you for your dividend. You want another dress? This is ridiculous. The third dress. The world is very different now. The world is very different now. No, I don't like to get upset and I don't like to rip. But one thing that gets me hype is when girls shoot the gift. Now there's a little thing about the J-O-B. But what she's really trying to do is take the D-O-E and wreck your whole check on the latest design.
we're making that green. People always say, what the hell does that mean? Team for the people who can't understand. A one whole boy became a man. As for the way you scream and shout, one by one, I'm knocking out. Came for the way my DJ cutting. Other MCs, man, you ain't saying nothing. Rockin' on to the break of dawn. I pay so money, your time is gone. Like me, 
Move my pistols up against your chair As if you suck ass nigga, I can shoot you dead I throw around across with my educated mind Says, man, Coolie D ain't doing the time Grab the microphone and I started to talk Suck ass nigga, man, he started to walk Pants came with making that green People always say they know how it's happening These were the people who you can't understand How one homeboy became a man As for the way you scream and shout One by one, I'm knocking it out Came for the way my DJ cut Other MCs when you ain't say nothing Rockin' on to the breaking joint They throw money, your time is gone Entertainment Radio. Let's keep it going. Kevin Hart's personal shopper allegedly used actors' credit cards to buy himself one million in luxury goods. Um, <laughs> which is uh, Kevin Hart's personal shopper, Dylan Jason Sire, was arraigned in Queen Supreme Court on Wednesday, facing grand larceny and other charges. The Queens District Attorney, Melinda Katz, announced Sire 29 was charged in a 10-count indictment with grand larceny in the first and second degree criminal possession of stolen property and the first and second degree identity theft in the first degree and scheme to defraud in the first degree by acting Queens Supreme Court Justice John Latella. In addition, the DA filed the asset of forfeiture action against Sire in civil court seeking to seize, restrain, and ultimately forfeit Sire's assets up to the amount that he allegedly stole. Any recovered assets will first be used to make any victims of this crime whole. According to DA, according to the DA, Sire first started working with Hart in 2015 when he was hired to obtain several items for the actor through his personal shopping business, Sire Consulting LLC. The Sire I S I R E. His last name is S Y E R. After the after that, Sire kept Hart's credit card numbers, with the understanding that he would only make authorized purchases. The DA said, but according to prosecutors, Sire went to make more than one million, one million dollars mm. worth of unauthorized charges to those credit cards over the course of 19 months. The investigation revealed that the defendant used his business credit card processing account to make unauthorized charges on Mr. Hart's credit card. Once those credit card charges were processed by Cyrus Bank, the proceeds poured into Cyrus' checking account. According to the DA, Cyrus charged about 923000 
on Hart's credit card combined with 240000 worth of jewelry and watches bought wow. from California jewelers. Quote, Mr. Hart stolen money in the defendant's bank account at his uh, and at his disposal, defendant then purchased thousands of dollars of fine art and other collectibles, at least five Patek Felipe watches, value. Oh no, butcher that. Valued at more than four hundred thousand. The DA said, among among these arts and collectible purchases was a Sam Friedman painting, at least sixteen bear brick collectible dolls, five calls collectible dolls. And two Louis Vuitton keep all volunteer bags. Several photos of the items described by the DA were uh, still on Siler's Instagram page. Why would you do that? As the side was arrested on Wednesday, investigators searched his home and reportedly discovered about 250000 worth of cash and goods. No one is immune to being targeted by fraudsters, Kat said in a statement. The defendants who owned and owned a personal shop or business used a legitimate purchase to gain access and then allegedly continued to charge the actor's credit card for astronomical sums of money. The DA thanked uh, Hart 41 for the cooperation and investigation. The actor did not immediately respond to this uh, to the request of this interviewer of, of this article. Um, yeah. You got to be careful in general. My man not only took it, like, like stole the items, but he put it on Instagram. Again, going back to what we said <clears> about <throat> social media. Like, really? Criminals Why would you? Criminate ahead, themselves. Exactly. Criminals incriminate themselves on social media. You know what? When you commit a crime, you might as well just walk up into the prison system, to, to the police station, and just say, just give yourself up. Because if you're going to post your crime on, on, on any social media, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you're squealing on yourself. You might as well give yourself up. What is wrong with mm-hmm. this dude? This dude is an idiot. Did he not think that he was going to get caught? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Did he not think Did so? He, Especially him telling really on himself? That, right. You really think that Hart was not going to check his credit cards, his accountants, or anybody's going to realize he was ran up? Listen, always say, excuse me, <clears throat> someone may not get you at that moment when it's happening, but you're going to get caught in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. And you got caught. And it was going to come back on you, and you didn't try to hide it whatsoever. Um, but that's what happens. That That's what happens. And, yeah, he, he's definitely going to do some time and pay all that back. And, uh, yeah, yeah, stupid criminals. Stupid Unbelievable. Stupid um, staying in the world of stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert explains why he got the pink diamond. I can't believe I'm reading this. This is real life. Embedded in his forehead. This is real life, folks. I cannot believe this happened yep. in 2021. We spoke about Rap this earlier. Fascinated. Huh? No, I was saying we uh, spoke about this earlier, but go ahead. I want to hear his explanation. Uh, rap, rap fans have been fascinated with uh, Little Uzi Vert's latest piercing for a week, probably called, because he's the first person we know to get a custom pierce, piercing in the middle of his forehead for a thumb-sized million-dollar pink diamond. Jesus. As a jeweler who designed it, <laughs> chimed in on when and how it was made, one of the major questions left on everyone's mind was simply why 
Bronx, New York rap icon Fat Joe got the answer when he invited Little Uzi Vert onto an Instagram live podcast to give fans the rundown on the intriguing new facial modification. Turns out Uzi Rational Rationale actually makes an off-kilter sort of sense. He's already purchased the diamond before deciding what to do with it, but having shelled out a hefty amount, he boasts $24 million, but the true number is probably a fraction of that. He naturally didn't want to do anything mundane, and he certainly didn't want to lose his investment. Quote, I'm Lil Uzi, he declared. I'm turned up to $24 million on the ring. It's the stupidest idea because I'm going to look down, and that ring ain't going to be there. I know me. I wake up in odd places and different uh, sceneries. He also confirmed that his uh, Eliant and Company Connects did try to talk him out of it. Don't think it was just a come on, let's go get let's go get his money. He said, "No, bro. They argued with it. They argued me down. It almost it's almost insane to the average person or to any person. All in all." All in all, the interview depicted Uzi as pretty self-aware and <laughs> self-aware of his public perception. He addressed his wild card reputation, talked about the so-called 27 Club of artists who have died at the age of 27, adamantly denying he had he had any intentions of joining their ranks, and detailed his musical business ambitions. It's a fascinating interview. I looked a little bit of it. And at the end of the day, he looked like a goddamn fool. Um, the waste mm-hmm. twenty four million plus to, to buy it for no reason and have that shit in your head is the dumbest thing. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there. Earlier I said about Takashi six nine on controversy creates cash and being right. an attention seeker. This is this clown ass dude right here. Is an attention mm-hmm. seeker. Listen, your music should speak for itself. You don't have to go through these antics yep. to stand out. Your music should make you stand out. Why? Like, it doesn't make sense to put shit in your forehead. It's just the dumbest thing. I don't like like you wasting money on the dumbest thing. Like, are you crazy, dude? Because what may happen? And I'm not wishing this on them. What if you your shit just dries up and you no income coming in? You sitting at home, you in the waist in the neck neck up the bills right up to like you can't see my hand all up to your neck swimming in debt. You scratching your head, and you scratch your forehead, and say, oh, shit, I got this in my head. I got to get this out because it's worth $24 million. This is get me out of debt, but it's stuck in my goddamn head. Mm, mm, mm. What yeah, a fucking What I hear, moron. What I hear um, is not actually embedded in his head now. is a piercing that he pierced his head and put it in his head. You know, mm. um, this is really foolish still i mean because you read that he didn't want to put it on his his finger because he he knows himself he looked down and the ring is gone but that's that's what he said right uh-huh. but you think about it you put it on your forehead somebody runs up on you and it's a piercing and they snatch it off your head and keep going what are you going to do then listen Piercing embedded is all the same thing. The shit is on your forehead, what is not supposed to. Right. I'm not done though, because he wants something else done. Now, Lulu Vert may, oh, may get chips inserted into his brain in an oh, experimental surgery. So he, he's like he's going to fuck off here. Okay. So Lulu yeah, Vert's headlines from the diamond 
and now he want, he wants to do an experimental surgery, uh, putting like chips. So uh, he's doing a Twitter exchange uh, with artist Grimes, um, Lil Uzi Vert. This is like well, earlier this week or last week. Um, Neuralink, the name of Elon Musk's company that is developing brain machine interfaces with hopes to help people with per, uh, per, uh, per, uh, paralysis. Excuse me, say um, paralysis. Being paralyzed and yeah, paralysis. Excuse me, yeah. Uh, the new technology that will expand our abilities. So, Musk, Elon Musk's girlfriend Grimes responded to Uzi's tweeting, writing, "Let's get, let's get brain chips." And he subsequently expressed an interest, asking, "I'm ready. When are you doing it?" Now, I'm gonna stop here because I'm not gonna continue this. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna continue go the whole thing. <laughs> I gotta stop. Give us your thoughts. Because I really, I really think he's going to do it. If he did this, what makes you think he's I not going to do it. that? I mean, he's just, you know, and that's what paralysis, like, you know, like I read or tried to say the word, and Zoe said, uh, but he's he's doing it for attention. Again, I, and I go back to what I was saying. You don't need all these antics and gimmicks to get yourself over with the public. Dude, just do your music, and you'll be out there. You'll make your cash. The diamonds, the chips, the, all the other little shit you've been doing, it's, it's, it's a gimmick to get over. That's all it is, and that's that. Like, you don't need so, all that. You don't really need all that. Just let me, let me get do this it right. to your work. This chip is supposed to uh, uh, help people with, with paralysis. Why is he putting it in his head if he doesn't? If he's not paralyzed, if it's supposed to help people who has, you know, who suffers from paralysis, you know, what what is the, what is the purpose for him to put it in his brain? Why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. He's a fucking why? asshole. That's why. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and you gotta have a brain to put that chip in, and this fool clearly don't have a brain. What are you doing? Like, like maybe it'll help like, him think better. Maybe that'll help him to be more rationalized. How about you? How about have a have a brain implanted in your head, and then get a chip and get something, get some common sense, because you're blowing your money and you look like an asshole, dude. Just fucking rap, just rap and do what you do. Expand on your businesses and go from there, because you're just becoming a gimmick. You're you're a walking gimmick. It's stupid. You're stupid. You're a moron. It doesn't make any sense. People are not people are, are laughing at you, not laughing with you. It just doesn't make any sense. If you, you come up like, ah, oh, I got $24 million, oh, half of that, I'll give it 24 or whatever. You're paying for a diamond art. You got it? You got it. Cool. Whatever. I question that. But to walk around with it, and Zoe, like Zoe said, some fool is going to try their best to try to grab that shit right out of your head. Mm-hmm. Whether it was implanted or not, it's going to come out Listen, one way or another. This is what's going to happen. He's, he's going to be on stage. He's going to perform. And he's probably going to jump in the audience. Forgetting that he has that on his forehead, and somebody in our audience is going to use that as an advantage to snatch it right off his forehead, peering in, in, into the audience. I can almost bet anybody that that's what's going to happen. If not, he's out there in the streets, you know, talking about, yeah, I'm out here, nobody guards and all. Bam, somebody got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if, mm-hmm. if 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 he's not thinking straight to to put a, a thing in his head and want to put a chip in his brain, he's not going to think straight when he's going out there with the thing in his head. The mm-hmm. diamond, what I'm talking about, people. 
You know, it, it's I don't understand. You know, I, I think that there needs to be more education, especially to our people about finances. You know, about investments and all. I, I think there needs to be mm-hmm. more because a lot of our, our brothers and sisters they get out there and they get a little money and they go crazy. They mm-hmm. go crazy like they never, you know, like this money is going to continue on forever. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. But they they need to know more about it, and there needs to be more education for that. I know a lot of them come from neighborhoods, and they may not have been taught that, but, you know, there got to be something out there, programs and all, to teach our youth, <laughs> the you know, to be more responsible with their money, you know, to learn how to find, you know, invest, learn how to do a lot of things, you know. It needs to be done. Knuckleheads like you know him, $24 million on a diamond is ridiculous. It's funny you said that. There's a segue to speaking of finances. Um, how Will Smith went from 2.8 million in debt to 350 million in cash. The, the year was 1990, and Will Smith owed 2.8 million to the IRS. Now, now, not a pretty number, especially considering he has spent most of most of the money on cars, jewelry, and his entourage. That uh, there was not much left to account for. Smith had enjoyed a hell of a ride as one half of the hip-hop duo DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, they went on tours all over America, won multiple Grammys, and kept making hit after hit. But after IRS showed up at his place, took many of his possessions, and garnished his income, the party quickly turned sour, and Smith struggled financially. We're just kind of talking about this. Then in 1990, he was offered the role that launched his acting career in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's around that time that Smith set out the goal of becoming the biggest movie star in the world, mainly by studying box office successes. Although he made a few mistakes along the way, as we'll um, as we'll see if, uh, as we'll see with Wild Wild West and all that stuff, it's fair to say that Smith ended up reaching his goal. Uh, Forbes had called him the most bankable star worldwide. Newsweek called him the most powerful actor in Hollywood. He received multiple Academy Award nominations. His movies have grossed over $7.5 billion worldwide, and he has accumulated a net worth of $350 million. There's definitely a few things here to mm-hmm. learn from a guy that went from nearly $3 million in debt mm-hmm. to a net worth mm-hmm. in the hundreds of millions and counting. Um, you know, and the crazy thing is – go ahead, Bill. You know, people like Will Smith, a success story, he learned, you know, as well as many other artists um, in the industry that learned. Why don't they create a network or create an organization for the newcomers that's coming up and teach them about wealth, teach them about, you know, how to manage their money correctly rather than just leave them hanging and let them do them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a you good idea I, for them to do that. That's a good idea. I think um, especially a lot of these young athletes, um, you know what? I'm gonna expand it. I'm not gonna say I'm not going with uh, race, color, or creed. I'm talking about young entertainers, period. Because I've seen our counterparts, white people, do some stupid shit with their money. Also, it need to be yeah. across the board for young your people that inherit riches at a young age, or how to. Why you need thirty um, cars? Or or to you know on how to invest it and how to hold on to it for a minute because show business is very fickle, very 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 fickle. Well, man, you're hot, and you're Indeed. not, and vice versa. You gotta hold on. You gotta hold on to your cash. 
hold on to an investment mm-hmm. or whatever. And like you said, thirty cars, ten cars, five cars. And I and I knew this Will Smith story for years. And I and I heard that he used to for lunch he used to fly his boys over to Paris or whatever on a private jet. Yeah. He used to hang with he used to hang with Tyson and and Eddie Murphy, who money was longer than chain smoke. You know they had this shit was built in. He was and it went through. And it wasn't from a chance meeting with Quincy Jones. We all know the rest is history. But a lot of young entertainers, athletes, male and female, like black, white, or whatever, um, got to understand, like, save it. It's okay, you know, when you're saying you're poor, you want to live a good lifestyle, it's cool. But you ain't got to just, like, start throwing money in the air and wasting that shit. Because that, it's, it's not that easy. Because anything can happen with your performer on the court, the field, or stage. Something can slip up, it happen, and you can go ice cold and nothing's coming in. You need that foundation, right. that that uh, backup. Have that cash in case it goes cold, or you want to walk away. You know what I mean? Pay all your shit off. Pay pay the studio. Pay whatever debt and have it. And if you're tired and you're done, you walk away and you got your money. Um, and, 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 and listen, I know it sounds simple. I get that. Whatever, make it sound simple, but it's not. But it's something that should be practiced across the board um, with a lot of young entertainers that inherit a lot of money. You know what I mean? At a very young age. And I just blow it. And like I said, you can twist it. Like, look, Wilson learned the hard way. He flipped that joint. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, partying. He was in $3 million debt. Now he's swimming in cash and, and then some. Yeah. So Because he thought that money was going to last back then. This spending money on diamonds, putting it in your head, and all the put shit on your face and all that, and all the tattered. That's stupid. You know what I mean? There's no excuse for that. And then, you, and then down the line, you're crying broke because either the IRS came and get your money or your sales dried up, your record sales. You know what I mean? So going back to little, uh, little Uzi Vert, focus on your music and your business interests. You ain't got to be a walking gimmick. Because to me, when, in my opinion, this is to me, when, when someone does something like that to create attention, it's, uh, you don't have, in my opinion, there's no confidence in your music because you don't see Nas and Jay do that. You know what I mean? See, MC Lightfoot, like, all these legends in the hip hop game, male and female, like you don't see them go all all out like that. Their music stand alone. They make their money off of that. They don't do all gimmicky shit to get attention. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, that's just my opinion. You know what I mean? But that's what I yeah, think. I agree. Um, we want one more music break. We're gonna come back and uh, wrap things up here. Maybe depending on time, maybe squeeze in one more thing. But we might wrap things up. But relax, chill, and uh, let's do some music. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Bring it. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance for pro, I know, you know, I go psycho when my new joint hit. Just can't sit, gotta get jiggy with it. That's it, the honey, honey, come ride. DKNY, all up in my eyes. You gotta try to bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Everybody looking at me, glancing at the kid. Wishing they was dancing a jig. Hit it with this handsome kid. Take a cigar right from Cuba Cuba. I just bite it. Just for the look, I don't light it. Still wait to hand me on the hand, stay on play. Keep it up, jiggy, make it feel like a four play. Yo, my cardio is infinite. <laughs> Big Willie Styles all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. 
you on the ball with your kid, watch your step, you might fall trying to do what I did, mama, uh, mama, uh, I'm a couple side, in the middle of the club with the rubber dub, uh, no love for the haters, the haters, mad cause I got floor seats at the Lakers, see me on the 50 yard line with the Raiders, let Ali, he told me I'm the greatest, I got the fever, for the flavor of a crowd pleaser, DJ play another, from the prison to sure highness, only bad chicks, riding my whip, south to the west, to the east, to the north, bump my hips and watch them go off, but go off, and get shut short, and you don't stop, in the winter order, I make it high, getting jiggy with them, getting jiggy with it, getting jiggy with it, getting jiggy with it. 850 IS, if you need a lift, who's the kid in the drop, who else will slip? Living that life, some consider a myth, rock from South Street to 125. Women used to tease me, give it to me now nice and easy, since I moved up like Georgia Weezy. Cream to the maximum, I'll be asking them, would you like to bounce with your brother that's black enough? Never be will attacking them, rather play ball with Shaq enough, flatten them. Like, getting, thought I took a spell, but I didn't. Trust, the lady of my life, she hitting, hit her with a drop top. With the ribbon, crib for my mom on the outskirts of Billy. You trying to flex on me? Don't be silly. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it.
back to NYPA Entertainment Radio. Uh, looks like about that time to start wrapping things up. Uh, remember, starting next month, um, we're going to do an all-female playlist for the month of March in honor of London History Month. That's uh, female artists from all genres, past and present, no matter the producers, writers, singers, whatever, all next month here on NYP Entertainment Radio. Uh, but until then, we'll do the shout-out. Let's get going. Yeah, shout-out to everybody who follow us, who support us um, here on NYP Entertainment Radio. Um, um, keep the numbers going up. Um, new music, if you want to hear for next uh, month playlist, if you want it to be added on, a female um, entertainer, hit us up. NYPA Entertainment spell out the word entertainment spell out at gmail dot com. Uh, shout out to everyone there for supporting the show. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, remember, download, subscribe, share, comment, um, follow on at NYPA ENT Radio on Instagram and, and Kyle Graham on Facebook and so forth and Lousy War on Facebook. Get at us. Email. Everything, the whole nine. If you, if you want to request something um, for a spotlight playlist, you start doing that also. Um, and also, like you said, even for next month, going for the month of March for Women's History Month. Um, I'm going to say that. Oh, and one more thing. Everyone stay safe. Um, it sounds cheesy. Watch out for each other. Keep your mask on. So it's distance. Let's get through this whole thing. And um, big things are coming this year for NYP Entertainment Radio. We want y'all to be healthy and stick around for that. A lot of fun surprises and activities for everyone involved. That's it. See you next week, everyone. Show's over. Yo. I'm not a preacher. I just like making good music.
having trouble finding the absolute meaning of life. Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by, but I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine. I'm just drifting away. These dreams keep me fueled to progress. This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress. Throughout the daily grind, I seek to find a peace of mind. No wasting time. I need to climb up to the top to make this mine. Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be much more than the stars. Can I line the journey? is dark, but I'll find a source of light to help distinguish the goods and the evils. The benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relay to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I'll say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry on, then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant, and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture, my morals, the society as he begins teething But if I have a girl, she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over. 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 The show is over.